So yeah, uh, glad you guys are all here. Welcome to the second week of our new-ish series um, called All In. And we're going to get into the second um, week of what that looks like for us, um, what that looks like for the church as a whole, um, and hopefully get some perspective on some next steps for us. Um, so and I, ju- I just want to thank you guys for showing up again and again, like week after week. That is so encouraging, so awesome to see um, after, honestly, just like not seeing your faces last year. Um, and so thank you for your guys' faithfulness. Um, we try to do the same, um, but it's just awesome to see so many familiar faces in in November. Okay, so um, I want to take some time, and I'm, I'm a question, question asker, if you guys haven't gathered that yet. <laughs> so we're going to take 10 seconds, and it's just a very, very simple qu- question, but maybe, maybe challenging if we, if we give some thought. So the question is simply, why are you here? And that's literally it. So why are you here? Take, take 10 seconds and go ahead and answer that. Go ahead and think about that. So up until this point, for some of you, um, there have been a lot of decisions to get you where you are. Some of them were decisions of your own. Uh, Some of them were decisions of your teachers or your parents or grandparents or whoever it was that was influencing you um, growing up. Um, But it's been a long road. You have all lived full lives, um, even though there's a lot left. Um, you've You've had quite the journey getting here. Um, so I don't, I don't want to diminish that by any means, but there's, there's still so much more to do. And so last week, um, our guest speaker, Sierra, she, like, brought it, right? Like, she did such a good job, like, opening this up, um, and just to continue on that, on that vein. Um, and so what, whatever your reason is, however it is that you answer that question, um, which is, between you and the Lord for now until you start talking about it in your connection groups. <laughs> um, we all have to answer that. We all do. Um, we all make decisions that just even got us in our car or got us out of the apartment and got us to where you're sitting, where I'm sitting. It all just takes a decision. And so here's the setup for tonight. It's just, it's just three verses. Um, and... It's, it's kind of hilarious that, like, the one night that we have, like, parents in the audience. Hi, Ellie's parents. <laughs> so, just <laughs> hang tight. So, it says, whoever loves, uh, this is Matthew 10, 37 through 39. It says, whoever loves their father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever, find, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And so there we have it, just those three verses. Um, that's going to be basically the setup of tonight. Like each, each verse uh, we're going to unpack, see what it means for us, see what it means um, in the context, as always, for me anyways. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing. But first I just want to open in some prayer um, just to kind of help us get our Mind's in the right spot um, and prepare us to, to hear and listen. So, 
Father God, I want to thank you for um, this time together. Um, thank you for times of worship, times of community, fellowship, um, and whatever it is that made um, each person um, get here, be here, um, for whatever reason. Um, God, you know it, and and you work in that, um, and each one of these lives. Um, pray for your spirit tonight um, to, to guide and influence and, and speak um, speak through each other. Um, so yeah, God, just uh, prepare us and bless this night. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so first we're going to be going through that first verse, verse 37. Now one is, whoever loves their father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And this is Jesus talking about it. And this is just another way of saying you need to, like, this is, like, comparatively, right? So there's other, there are other parts of the Bible and it's, or other translations that says whoever doesn't hate their mom and dad, basically, like, then you don't love me. Again, confusing. <laughs> Typical Jesus, just speaking in ways that it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Which is on purpose. Like, we're supposed to be, okay, huh, that's uncomfortable. What does that really mean? It just means comparatively, if there are other relations, whether it's your mom or your dad or your XYZ, whatever it is, whoever it is that you're loving more than Jesus, uh, it's not okay. You know, Jesus um, ought to be the first thing that is in our hearts, the first thing that we go to, the first um, person that we are obedient to. Um, and this is also this is also a thing that is just um, like again I think I've, I've talked about it before in other ways but it's it's also descriptive rather than prescriptive like Jesus isn't saying go hate your mom and dad it's not <laughs> it's not really the way of Jesus but um, whenever we go like like this is a reference back to Micah seven verse six specifically but we're gonna go ahead and read. Um, the first part of Micah, and it's not up there, and so you're just going to have to listen really well, okay. <laughs> All right, so this is Micah 7, 1, 7, 1 through 6, if you're a note taker. So the beginning of Micah 7. How miserable I am. I feel like the fruit picker after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig can be found to satisfy my hunger. The godly people have all disappeared. Not one honest person is left on the earth. They are all murderers, setting traps even for their own brothers. Both their hands are equally skilled at doing evil. Officials and judges alike demand bribes. The people with influence get what they want, and together they scheme to twist justice. Even the best of them is like a briar. Even the most honest is as dangerous as a hedge of thorns. But your judgment day is coming swiftly now. Your time of punishment is here, a time of confusion. Don't trust anyone, not your best friend or even your wife. And this is what Matthew's referring to in here. So Micah 7, 6. For the son despises his father, the daughter defies her mother, the daughter-in-law defies her mother-in-law, your enemies are right in your own household. Then after that... 7-7 seven, seven, says, As for me, I will look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. 
So thinking of that, you know, and, and you, and some of you guys might be feeling it more depending on your major, depending on where you live, whatever dorm you have, um, you, however you've grown up, we're, we're all different. Some of you guys might be feeling that, like, maybe an extra bit, like, wow, it feels like everyone around me is not for Jesus or not for anything good, and it feels like there's so much negativity, and, like, I feel very alone in this. But notice that 7-7, seven, seven, as for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. So we see the priorities there, right? Choosing the Lord, choosing Jesus before all these other, um, you know, temporary relationships or um, friendships or whatever it might be for you. Um, there's someone bigger, someone who can actually, you know, bear our burdens and who can actually walk with us and who has actually experienced everything that we've experienced, right? So first priority, it's got to be Jesus. And I don't want this to make it sound like you can only have Christian friends. Like that's like not at all <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, like we absolutely have a call to be a light. And if you're being a light to other lights, then like that's not a bad thing whatsoever. But also if it just stays there, then what are we doing with our time, right? So, so this also reminds me... Um, one of our Sunday sermons a couple weeks ago, um, Adam brought up Psalm 1, and um, that says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And so, um, like, we learned how there's, like, a progression of like right now I'm sitting and I'm not going to get up until this is over. <laughs> I'm here, I'm planted for the night, basically. And, um, but it first starts off with, blessed is the man who walks not, walks not in the counsel of the wicked. So walking like you're active, there's still a higher chance that you're just going to move on past like what's wicked, right? Well, if you stop to stand, you know, you're seeing more, there's more input, there's more that you're taking in, but you're still not quite like planted, you know right? But then you sit down and you're there. You know, kind of the whole, like, what's put in motion stays in motion. What rests, like, will stay at rest. And so the point of this first bit, of this first verse of verse 37 is who you are around will affect you, uh, whether you're even aware of it or not. Um, And this can be really tricky. Um, Sometimes the lines get blurred, um, which is why it is important to have those Christians, bro- those Christian brothers and sisters, to help keep you accountable, to help you, um, you know, keep walking in the way of the Lord. But the whole point of this of this first verse is Jesus first, be light, don't sit with the wicked. So going on to verse, um, verse the second verse in this, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And so this just means that we are to obey and identify with Jesus even unto death. And I, I, you know, some of us might be familiar with it, but, you know, take up your cross and follow me. And then the question is, what, what is the cross? What does that mean? Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, whenever we got to learn, like, what the crucifixion was, um, it was honestly, like, nauseating, um, something that 
I've gotten, you know, used to talking about Jesus' death whenever you, like, grow up in church, right? Um, but it, but it, it, you know, it, it gives you the question of, am I willing to be obedient to Jesus to the point of death? Am I willing to bear my cross? Not that this doesn't mean, like, your daily burdens. Like, it can mean that. And there's, a, there's burdens that come with being a Christ follower. There's no doubt about that. There's burdens that come with being a human, <laughs> right? And so it's kind of just which one's worth it. And so with that in mind, um, I just, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to cheapen the cross by it. I want the cross to mean what the cross means. And so as I wake this thing up, uh, there's a C.S. Lewis quote that kind of talks about um, kind of just like weird paradigm of like, this should be an easy choice, right? But yet it's really difficult. And so this is C.S. Lewis. Um, I found this in, in the book, The Broken Way by Ann Voskamp, if you're curious. Um, let's see. And so he says, you have noticed, I expect, that Christ himself sometimes describes the Christian way as very hard, sometimes very easy. He says, take up your cross. In other words, it is like going to be beaten to death in a concentration camp. Next minute he says, my yoke is easy and my burden light. And he means both. The terrible thing, the almost impossible thing, is to hand over your whole self, all your wishes and precautions to Christ. But it is far easier than, we w- than what we are all trying to do instead. But it is far easier than what we are all trying to do instead. For what we are trying to do is to remain what we call ourselves, to keep personal happiness as our great aim in life, and yet at the same time to be good. If I want to produce wheat, the change must go deeper than the surface. I must be plowed up and re-sown. And then in Luke 9:23, Jesus says to deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me. You know, take up your cross like, you know, one and done, right? No, every single day, which is challenging. We get it. But again, sometimes it's also really easy. It just depends on who you're around, what you're, what you're serving, who you're worshiping, what your idols are. And so we aren't denying ourselves just on Sunday mornings or just on Wednesday nights or, you know, just for however long tonight's going to last or just for whatever time we feel like being a follower, of being totally devoted, of being totally committed. It's beyond that. And, and this can look like a lot of different things for each of us on any given day. Like we, we each have our own personal struggles, personal idols, and they're all, you know, tailored for us, you know, as individuals. Um, and that's not an accident. Like pretty, like feel pretty good saying that. I was talking with a friend last week. We got coffee, and we were talking about how different, like, things, I don't know, I guess give us anxiety, and, like, talking about friends that, that also experience anxiety. My experience can look very different from hers, and her experience looks very different from her friends. And it's, like, the thing that just gives you the most fear, that's what Satan's working with, right? Like, while God, like, God is almighty and powerful, like, we know that Satan is also prowling around like a lion, like, ready, ready, ready to pounce, right? 
And so this isn't an accident. This is orchestrated. That's the word that, that she used, and I thought that was really smart. You know, our, our temptations, our idols, they're orchestrated. They're designed for us and for what we fear the most, for what our pride is in. And those are the two bigger things that I think a lot of things can stem from. There's more than this, of course. Um, but, one, but two of the ways that we can, um, you know, take up our cross is also just to kill your pride. Um, and again, this looks different for different people. Um, that can look like not reaching out for help because you've got it. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I don't feel too bad saying that because I get that. <sighs> Same friend called me out on that last week. Um, you know, or it's, um, well, I learned this piece of information from XYZ, and that made sense to me, and I like that because that makes the most sense. Well, it can, but there's also room for other people to speak into your life and to give guidance and and to give you counsel, there's absolutely room for that. Um, it could sound like, well, I don't want to bother anyone because my problems aren't as bad as other people's. Whatever makes sense to you. That one's, a, pride's a tricky one, in my opinion, because it can even be like, if I help a bunch of people, then I'll be known as the friend who helps, even whenever I don't know what I need myself. Well, Jesus can help you, and Jesus can help your friends, right? Like, what are we going to first? Are we going to Jesus first, or our friends, or ourselves? What is it? We've got to kill the pride. The other thing um, that a lot of things stem from is kill your fears. Kill your fears. Um, this one, again, might resonate more than the pride thing. Um, might be afraid of losing a relationship. If you choose to follow Jesus more, um, like, more seriously, you might be afraid of things that you like. Parents, 
chose to gender another child, um, whether that was planned or not. <laughs> uh, they had me. Uh, they loved me very well. Um, they raised me in church. Um, that was their choice. There were times I didn't want to go, but I usually just wanted to go to my husband. Um, I chose to connect my life to Christ. Um, I chose to get baptized, and I only chose that, and didn't chose that last year. So um, I made that choice. Um, made the choice to um, to keep with it, even though it was hard. And then I had parents, teachers choose my education path. Um, I only ever applied to two schools, and I went to both of them: community college and then Eastern. I chose to do the internship there, and I chose to work here. <laughs> and now I'm here. Uh, so again, and that, and that makes it sound like it was really easy. There's a lot of hard things sprinkled in there, right? But ultimately, yeah, at the end of the day, I've said it before, I'll say it tonight, I'll say it again. At the end of the day, it, you're the one making the choice. There's a lot of influences, but it does come down to you. So whenever Jesus says to destroy your soul, um, that's exactly what he did on the cross for you and for me. He was mutilated, he was tortured, um, took on the, the gravity weight of sin, and died and rose three days later when he promised. Um, and then since we're talking about the the cost of, of following Jesus, um, it just so happens that this week um, we've been praying for, uh, for the persecuted church. Um, again, cost looks very different for all of us. Um, you know, those in the persecuted church are laying down their lives, um, risking a lot more than, than what we're risking um, for, for Jesus. You know, their lives are being destroyed for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of Jesus. And so then the question again is what on earth do you have to lose? And the answer is everything, and that's the whole point. <laughs> it's just stuff. <laughs> you know, there's, like, like the, the last year of ministry, 
first steps always seem like not enough, but they are the bravest and they start the journey to where you're meant to go. It takes great trust to believe in the smallness of beginnings. And so with that, um, now you're left with a choice. <laughs> you know, will you choose Jesus and destroy your life so that you can find it or not? Um, and just to extend some grace with that, like that, again, looks different for a lot of people. Um, like we're here for you. Um, you can be honest in your connection groups. Um, you know, I encourage that. Um, if you need a friend, if you need uh, someone to talk to, let us know. We connect with someone. And so that's what I have for you guys tonight. Um, we'll go ahead and head to our connection groups.